Okay. Okay. So number one, the 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 awful question. Favorite Tom Petty album, and you can only pick one. If you to your grave, you had to pick one. What's the one album you're gonna pick? I I, I guess I, I got to go Wildflowers. You know, that's that's the one. I mean, it's it's a long album. There's so many different styles and and songs, and every every song on there is great. So there's um, you, you can't go wrong with Wildflowers. Right on, that's man. the one. Ah, okay. Why? I'm gonna ask you why. Because there's so many songs on there that have meaning to me, um, and stuff that uh, went through when my husband passed away. I think. Okay. So, um, I think that I think Southern accents. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that are again. I've talked about this before, but I was. I think it was about. 18 months or so ago um i do long distance running and i was at about the ninth kilometer so about five miles into a sort of six and a half mile run and i had my tom petty playlist playing uh, just on random and southern accents the song came on and it you know sometimes when it cat you it catches it takes your breath away there's yeah. that sort of that rise of emotion and i had to walk for a little while just to get my breath back because it just caught me ah. off guard and i wasn't ready for it because it's so beautiful and it's so it is so emotional so, that it. You I know. think that the best, you know, I guess because, um, you know, the, the part that gets to me is, you know, I mean, if you, you know, and it is true, you wish the best for people, you know, but for yeah. someone you truly love to wish the best, even if it doesn't include you, yeah. you know, that takes some doing, um, and things. So, um, I, yeah, I, I would say Southern accents. I could listen to that one forever. Um, what is your favorite Tom Petty album? If you can only pick one to go to a desert island. Oh, no hesitation. <laughs> Why is that? Why why would you pick that one above, say, Wildflowers or Damn the Torpedoes or Hot Promises? Why why Echo? Uh, it's so raw. So, you know, you've talked about, you've listened to some of my music. It's pretty raw. Yep. Um, with Echo, it's just honest. Honest. There's no pretense, even the throwaway songs. But that that's a human sort of a connection to a, a a beautiful human in great distress who is not just laying it all out but giving you hints about what's going on and it just keeps drawing me in so so that's that, so, that sort of emotional authenticity is that's the thing that sort of attracts you to it yeah i can totally buy that yeah for sure <laughs> of course they're all special and I know a lot of people say that yeah but I mean if I had to think about it I mean I'm such a huge fan because I was listening to them 
ever you know way back in the beginning yeah like those older albums are really super dear to me and that's when a lot of life changes happen you know you're going through your teens and your early 20s and breakups and moving across the country and 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 all that stuff so um I guess I'll say one that is super incredibly important to me is the second album okay and and uh I I it's it's really important to me yeah. and and that one that one stands out a lot because it the songs had such an urgency to them yeah and you know they're about love and you know there's, there's passion still, in them yeah yes very passionate i was a yeah. teen then and you know all kinds of hormones flying around <laughs> and, and and he was sick when he made that album um, okay i don't think he had a, he had a pretty bad cold yeah, and and you can hear it in some of the songs. Go back and listen. Yeah, can, that's a... voice definitely sounds. You, you could tell. Okay, I'll have to check that. Yeah, but some, um, on some great songs, and again, some great deep cuts on an album, right? Like "Hurt" is a fantastic track. "Magnolia" is a great track. "Hurt" and you "Too know? Much Ain't Enough." Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Those songs. I'm just like, let's go, let's go. That's that guitar lick, that guitar lick that Mike plays in "Too Much Ain't Enough," but it's like, where did this come from? This is electric. It's fantastic. I'm going to say Traveling Wilburys Volume 3. Oh, okay. And Volume 2. Or 3, yeah. sorry. 3, right? Three. So, yeah, but wow, okay. Interesting. So that's yeah. cool, cool Dry Places on that, though, too, right? Yeah. Cool Dry Places on I that. I feel like because Roy wasn't there and because Bob had to leave early, you know, he basically did all his parts and then left because yeah. he was on tour. It was left to the three of them to finish it. And I feel like Tom's presence, because, you know, Jeff and, and George were sort of the producers, so it's easier to have the other guy do. I feel like his imprint is really there. Totally agree. Yeah. And, um, and it's not something I've heard a bajillion times. Awesome. No, that's a great answer. And, I love and it. every and any album that that starts off with "She's My Baby" is okay. Yeah, <laughs> great man. Talk about great lyrics. I mean, so. I was going to say "Wildflowers," but it's like, and and you know what? I, I conversely, I was going to say "Echo." Yeah, which I think is a hugely underrated record, which I know Tom hated. Yeah, but it it does have its. It did fall prey to the seventy-minute album thing, and yeah. it and it does. You know, it would have been better as like. 50 minutes and and so it's i'm gonna go so, with i'm gonna, so I'm gonna go with, it's, it's so good it's so good yeah so good Yeah. Okay. My question is, does it have to be an original studio recording? Because I would say playback. And if it can't be six albums, then I would say the <laughs> last album on playback only the one with all the like disowned children on it. Nobody's <laughs> children. Favorite. Yeah. Awesome. No, we've um, had people have picked live anthology people. Yeah. There's, there's hacks to that question for sure. So playback and playback said great because you've got sort of, I love the, the titles of this, the big jangle, you know, nobody's children, all those things they're, they're very clever and very pithy. So
overall, it's an album of mojo. Okay, yeah, yeah. And for the reasons we talked about, that sort of that, yeah, that presence in yeah, there. Right, right. I mean, but if you're talking about individual songs, stand the torpedoes. Okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, those those are certainly uh, there's is there a bad Tom Petty album for really? No. <laughs> there really isn't. And again, that's something that when when I went back and did that deep dive into this into this artist catalog that I knew nothing about, album after album. Yeah, there's a f maybe a handful of songs that I don't think are in that sort of that top shelf. But as as albums themselves, they're all just you think how this guy's going to run out surely at some point. Surely, this, surely after the tenth album, he's going to run out of ideas. Surely after the twelfth album, he's going to run out of ideas. Dylan did. Dylan kind of had a bit of a you know a dip in his his later period career. Springsteen, I don't think has had a, a huge album that I've loved to that extent for maybe 10, 15, 20 years. The quality never top, dropped with Tom. The albums were just always, and always different and interesting too. Yeah, Mojo comes out of nowhere. That doesn't sound like anything the band's recorded. Sounds like nothing that anyone was putting out into the mainstream at that time. Hypnotic Eyes, another tone shift again. So no, the, I don't think he did write a single bad album. Not one. Well, let's talk Let's talk um, Reforming Mud Crutch. Oh, I mean, right? who does that? So <laughs> he, he brings the guys back, right? <laughs> He goes, okay, so we're going to start recording tomorrow. You guys bring any songs? You know, yeah, okay. Well, you know, so they look over the songs. They would finish a song and Tom would go, okay, I'll see you tomorrow morning. He'd go off. He'd write another song. Just incredible. And and he did that time and time again while they're recording. It's like, how do you do that? Um, so, and then uh, uh, Mud Crutch too. I think they had a little more time to record. Uh, yeah. And then they went on a big tour. I mean, who who goes back and and puts <laughs> together their their high school band? I know. <laughs> okay, I know that I imagine the majority of people on your show when they're asked this question, they all pick. Wildflowers, because that's that's a great one to pick, right? I imagine Dan the Torpedoes. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Full Moon Fever, because that's the album that really got me hardcore into Tom Petty. It has yeah. my favorite Tom Petty song of all time on it. Uh, top to bottom, I think it's a perfect album. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho on his show said a perfect album is like A to A minus. So yeah. even when you got like an A minus, like Zombie Zoo, it's still better than the majority of whatever, any, you know, anyone else is putting out in 89. So yeah. uh, I'm throwing a vote to Full Moon Fever. Um, I love that album, top to bottom. It's it's fantastic. You get so many great, even the 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 deeper cuts off that album are, are you know some of my all time favorite deep, yeah. like the apartment song. I love yeah. the apartment song, like face, stuff like facing the crowd. Again, right. I I always forget about a face in the crowd, and when it comes on, I'm like this again, greatest hits. This is this would be anyone else's. This would have been a release. It would have been a single, and it would have been on greatest hits because it's that strong. Mm -hmm. But. Sorry, with um, picking favorite albums, yeah, no, it's really, it's really different. Like people don't all go for this because I, I kind of thought the same thing too. There's a few of these questions I thought, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what everyone's going to say. I don't know what everyone's going to say. Not everyone does pick Wallflowers. <laughs> we have once someone, I think Jake Thistle picked the live anthology. He found a hacker really? in my question because like, yeah, that's <laughs> six records. So I think hey, I'll take that one. Damn it! Oh, see, I should have, I should have picked Greatest Hits then, right? Because yeah. it has all the greatest. <laughs> So 
this is such a mean question. It's a terrible <laughs> question. Um, I gotta go. Podcast over. No, I um, I mean, if I have to, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat. That's what how I'm gonna get around okay. this. I'll say damn the torpedoes because undeniable, can't live without it. But I will also say, I don't think I can live without most of full moon fever. Okay. And since that includes so many of the heartbreakers, I feel that I'm like still getting it. Um, But I also want to shout out Echo. I think Echo is underrated constantly. I find that album to be devastating and and a different element of petty songwriting a different level of vulnerability and then that it is the last that um howie appears on i just that that album holds a really special place for me yeah i mean it is one of those when you just look through the track listing it's incredible all the songs alone are incredible there's a body of work yeah it it just gets overlooked i know that tom obviously wasn't a fan of the album yeah. just because of when it was written, what was going on in his life, losing how he drug addiction, fall, you know, the marriage falling off, all these things. That's really difficult as an artist to revisit that. But we get this piece of work out the other end of it is that's just so striking, right? And it's sort of stark beauty. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, man, this is a terrible question. Um, (laughs) They get worse. I know. Uh, So the first thing I want to say is that one of my, an album I've listened to more than any other, except for the one that I wrote about, is Long After Dark. And I think it's an unfairly dismissed record. I think that it's a little stiff. And a lot of it sounds alike. But in many ways, that's what I like about it. Like, it's it's a running record. You put it on. It's great. I think the songs are good. Yeah, I think it sounds okay. And there's a uniformity to it that I like, that I think a lot of people don't like it for. But I think that's that's now my, that's the album I've listened to the most, probably, right. just because I put it on and thoughtlessly run like a like a goofball. <laughs> when I'm thinking of my favorite albums, one that I want to put for, like the live anthology, is great, but I know that doesn't count because there's some performances on there that I think are superior to the studio versions. Yeah. But if I really had to pick, it would be between Torpedoes and Wildflowers. And I think I'm going to come down on wildflowers, but that okay. hurts me because it depends on my mood. Yeah, of course. You know, but I think, but here's the thing, like if I was going to put one on Voyager and send it into space yeah. to interstellar space to see another civilization, I think it would have to be damn the torpedoes. Just because of the impact of that record, right? And it changed so many things in rock and roll production as part yeah. of anything else. You know, everyone started, well, how do you make drums sound like that? How do you get this balance? But I always think of those three. I think of that as the Iovine trilogy. And I, I don't think of Southern Accents as an Iovine album because it really isn't. And he was no. only there for part of it. But but those three records, Damn the Torpedoes, he takes this set of kids who were really still figuring out studio craft and learning how to record an album. And Denny Cordell was so hands-off on the second album. So he comes in, now they've got this taskmaster who's really going to make them work. Mm-hmm. So you get this brilliant, fantastic collection of songs that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Then they take that into Hard Promises. Okay, well, now we know what's expected. Now we can sort of write a little bit more with that in mind. And so that's where I think we get Long After Dark is now the culmination of that uh-huh. process of learning how to do this. And then it's like that epitome of some of it, I think maybe does sound a little bit samey because they're so good at doing writing songs and recording them. Yeah. Now. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, man, to think of that as a trilogy is a way I hadn't actually thought about it. And that makes perfect sense. I think that's right. That feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I think it's the first one. Okay. I, I think it's the first one because I, I do like how much I, it feels a little defining. I mean, I also, I like it for the like sort of fake reasons or like non-musical reasons. Like okay. I like the cover and how big, how much the logo is there. I do love the Tom Petty heartbreakers logo with the heart and the yeah. flying V guitar. Um, I, I like that logo and I feel like the first record and the leather jacket, the first record to me, there's still a little <laughs> bit like the vulnerabilities there, but he's also trying to be tough, you know, and the expression on his face on the cover, he's like a little bit at war with the vulnerability as, yeah. as vulnerable as he is. And I like that tension and I like that it ends with American girl. I think yeah, that track 10 with that, <laughs> is it's like that's like an album statement the fact that it ends there and that the whole album is sort of like a trip to get there and then right. when you get there and then there's no more information after that uh <laughs> i think that's a cool move um so i i i'm for the sake of having an answer it's i'm gonna say the first album awesome man i think you are the f i think maybe well maybe one of the first to pick the first album but it's not common Wow, okay. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've obviously asked these questions a lot of times now, so I've had plenty of time to think about my answers, but surprisingly, when I was thinking about these today, I was like, oh, this is tougher than I thought it might be. Um, but it's Wildflowers, definitely. I mean, it's just that album is... Not only because there's 15 tracks on it, and just the consistency is off the charts all the way through. The production is it's one of the best sounding records ever made. Um, and then obviously there's the tie until because of how, how important it was to Tom and what he was going through in his life. It's always going to be Wildflowers. I mean, Hard Promises would be my second probably, and then really Let Me Up and You um, You're Going to Get It would be the two that I don't listen to quite as often. Um, but going through Let Me Up this season has been I've had my eyes open to a couple of songs that I've kind of glossed over a little bit i think so but wildflowers yeah is my favorite yeah let's say that for the album wrap uh yeah. podcast for let me up <laughs> uh lot to talk about there uh wildflowers is a great choice certainly one that has moved up it was already pretty high but moved up in my rankings uh like it's as i got older as i yeah. got into tom's age uh really yeah it, it hits you in the feels a lot of it yeah. 